Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 56 of Just the Fitness Tip with Michael Ujoa and Jason Auld, Edinburgh's number one fitness podcast. Jason, you doing all right over there, mate? Still surviving. Um, still Good. surviving. I feel like basically a lot of people that follow me on Instagram at Jason Pro Unicyclist, which as a caveat, it's probably the earliest I've got my Instagram handle in. <laughs> I've been putting stuff on Instagram almost like a war journal or like captain's log in Star mm-hmm. Trek. I feel like it's kind of um, keeping me on the straight and narrow. It's documenting my experience, the ups, the downs and the gains. So I did see the video that you posted up recently. You've managed to start dragging your wife into your videos, which I thought was very impressive. Literally dragging my wife. <laughs> yes. Well, so this is a big thing that a lot of people may be experiencing uh, now they're in quarantine, if they have a lack of equipment, if they're used to doing um, strength training with weights and what have you, is that, you know, first week, okay, sets of 50 on everything (laughs) and you're like you know after the the first novelty week of that starts to kind of uh get boring and you start to realize that this is not the right thing for you so you want to uh, (laughs) increase the resistance don't you you want to try and lift heavier stuff and so you know limited resources stick your wife on the bench outside in the garden hey presto bench press so over the whole quarantine period, you're just going to have to encourage your wife to get heavier and heavier just to increase the load. Well, I was saying that too. Also, I guess <laughs> potentially we could start putting, I made a joke about needing more wipes, which <laughs> which went down well in the Mormon community. Um, <laughs> that's why they're all jacked. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you're right. That definitely does have a ceiling, doesn't it, Mitch? I think it does. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Oh, sorry, you cut out there. What was that, mate? How are you getting on? Yeah, I'm getting on okay. Um, my training has actually been pretty good, if I'm completely honest. I've actually quite been enjoying using resistance bands for workouts and trying to get a decent strength training routine out of it. Uh, it did take a good kind of week and a half, two weeks to get things right. But now I feel like I'm finishing resistance band workouts and feeling like I've kind of got a pump, like I've done a proper strength training session in the gym. So that's positive. I think this is enough banded workouts for your whole life, to be honest. I think you, you'll uh, you'll never touch a band again. And do you know, I will. I will, yeah. I'll see a band and I'll have like some sort of PTSD going on and I'll be cowering in the corner of the gym. Uh, but no, I yeah, you're right. I definitely prefer a gym workout. Don't get me wrong. But you've just got to get on with what, with what you've got. And yeah, I think I'm, I'm managing to get some good workouts out now. So um, let's see how long uh, my workouts have to be like this for. I know. That's it though, isn't it? It's the novelty. We always mm-hmm. talk to people, don't we? It's kind of switch things up, keep things fresh. And that can be quite tricky when you're stuck in your living room. Yeah, and I think everyone's just feeling still kind of like slightly anxious and stressed about the whole situation, understandably. Uh and there's going to be moments of time where you feel completely unmotivated to exercise. I know that I'm getting that on most days. Um, I really don't want to do any resistance bands workouts, bodyweight workouts or anything, but drag yourself to do it because I always feel so much better mentally, mainly. Um, my head just feels so much clearer after getting a workout done. So, yeah, it's like with, as we always say about strength training in the gym, you're not always going to fill up for it. But 
if you can just get into a good routine, even when the motivation is not there, just habit is just going to grind you through it. Yeah, totally agree. And I think also if you can kind of couple your uh, time outside with exercise, I found that that's kind of encouraged me more and motivated me more to get out because I want to kind of, I hate to say this, quarantine has turned me not into a runner, but into a man who runs. Um, Mm -hmm. And now I kind of associate the time I would go out running with time that I'm spending outside of the house. So it's creating that positive relationship with exercise. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm completely with you there. And I'm still loving your progress, watching your progress on Strava with running. I'm, uh, I kind of feel like a proud dad watching you head out for a run every week. Uh, <laughs> with the months of you taking the mickey out of me running and now you're embracing it. I feel happy, You're warm and fuzzy inside. I must admit, your approval is the main motivation. Um, <laughs> um, so, no, no, but actually, yeah, I mean, uh, I ran my first 8K today. And Love it. I kind of just said to myself, right, I'm just going to run it. Uh, I don't care how quickly I do it in. I just want to get to the end of it. And surprisingly, my average one kilometer pace was quicker. So nice. Uh, what was it? If you don't mind me asking uh, on here, what was the pace? Well, I mean, um, I've posted it online, so it'd be a bit weird if I might okay. be asked. Uh, <laughs> okay. But unfortunately, I can't actually remember. It's something like uh, it was like five minutes and seven seconds or something like that. That's quick. That's a really quick pace for That's kind cool. of that distance. That's awesome. That's a lot. So I'm aiming for the 10K. Also, I mentioned to you in between aiming for the 10K, I'm also trying to run 5K quicker. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just mentally, you said this to me, Mitch, I must admit, as the kind of Mr. Miyagi of my running career, <laughs> you said switch up with short runs and long runs. And uh, as someone who's not traditionally an endurance athlete, I am enjoying the challenge of trying to run that shorter distance quicker. Um, mm-hmm. If anything else, it just gets it done. Um, yeah, it's, over. it's good. And you're quite, you're quite like me as well. And the fact that we're quite, um, what's the word? Muscular. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. That was the exact word I was thinking of. Uh, we're quite competitive with ourselves, uh, so th- that's the great thing about Strava. You've got that kind of track of what the runs have been. So you go out and you think, right, this is what I did it in last time. I want to beat that, and it does push you on on those days that you really cannot be bothered to do it. Yeah, definitely. And I think like uh, we've done this to death, but I'll mention the Couch to Five K again. I think what I got from starting with the Couch to Five K was this idea of pacing. And so Mm -hmm. instead of trying my hardest at the beginning and then week after week getting nowhere near that, I started Mm -hmm. off easy uh, and I've managed to give myself every time I run, I've managed to improve that. So that would be my advice to people is don't go hell for leather at the beginning and then Mm kind of lose that motivation because you set yourself such a high bar, start off relatively easy and push yourself uh as as you increase your frequency so yeah, yeah. Def- i did that on my very first half marathon that i ran uh, i i underestimated how quick i think i would be able to run when i first started training so i got put in like a a time slot that was a lot slower than i wanted to run so i tried to run really fast at the start to kind of catch up with the, with the group that i wanted <laughs> to run with for the rest of the race uh, and then the last like five kilometers i was completely burst uh, so I learned it the hard way. That's, but, that's yeah. something I learned from you as well, which I thought was a myth, was don't listen to fast-paced music. Because <laughs> yeah. even if you're not necessarily conscious of it, 
I mean, I was absolutely belting it at the start because unfortunately <laughs> the first one on my playlist was very high tempo. Um, after that, I was just listening to Adele ballads for the rest of the kilometers. <laughs> yeah. Just crying your way to the end of that AK. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. I'm glad you're getting on well with it, mate. So um, yeah, keep it up. It's, it's cool following your, uh, your running journey at the moment. Thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Mitch. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Something that we, uh, I guess, when this goes out, will be old news. But right now, it's topical. April mm-hmm. Fool's Day. Yes. So I, what I thought was quite amusing about April Fool's Day, especially thinking about it from the fitness industry perspective, is that a lot of the stuff that we generally talk about on the show could be April Fool's jokes. But every other day of the year, it's real. So what I thought might be quite good And okay, it's not April Fool's Day anymore, but we can still have fun with it. I have a list called April Fools or Fitness Fans. And it is an article. And it's a little bit of a quiz. Now, for the people at home, you can play along with Mitch. Mitch has not seen this. He is actually playing the quiz for real. He doesn't know. (laughs) This is not a work. This is not a bit. Mitch does not know the answer to this. I genuinely have no clue what's coming and I'm quite scared. So we're playing along in real time. So guys at home, play along with us. What we're going to do is I'm going to tell you six uh, April Fool's or fitness fads and you have to decide what they are. So you ready, Mitch? Born ready. Okay, here we go. So the first one, mini trampolines combined with standing desks will be a common sight soon. Getting your heart rate up without the impact of a treadmill's hard surface. The Jump Office TM equipment is currently undergoing trials at Berkshire-based company Promote. Mitch, is this an April Fool or a fitness fact? I mean, my sensible head says this is a dreadful idea because I just, I like to have like a cup of coffee or a cup of tea whilst I'm on my standing desk. And I just imagine doing that whilst on a trampoline. Um, (laughs) I'm, but surely it can't. I'm going to say no. I'm going to go fad. If you were a lady, you'd have to make sure that you wore your sports bra to work every day. (laughs) Okay, you're going with fitness fad? Yes. The answer is... It's April Fool, Mitch. It's an April <sighs> Fool. Don't be a fool. The jump office is not real. Okay. Love it. One, one point to me. Take it. No, no, you got that one wrong, didn't you? Uh, I, thought it was, I thought it was a lie. All right. Well, you got it right. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> and you're going to like this. If Gwyneth okay. Paltrow is listening, this might give her ideas. <laughs> okay. Rich in sea minerals and antioxidants... Seagull poo is the future of skincare. Beauty Gull, a new deep cleansing mask, has been developed by a British company called The Beauty Outlet. Lab tests have even shown its high earth salt content could make it the perfect cure for mild eczema. Mitch, Beauty Gull, is that April Fool or fitness fad? I mean, people are buying the world's most expensive coffee, which has been uh, shat out by a cat. So... This, this 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 sounds fairly normal, so I'm going to say that it's true. I will say because people can't see this, there is a picture, and it is of a product called Beauty Goal, handmade at Freeport Fleetwood. So here we go. So you think it's it's a fitness fad? You think it's real? I think it's real. Okay, here we go. Mitch, it's an April Fool. Oh, you. Thank God. Someone went to the trouble to actually mock up that design. Impressive. 
Next. Photoshop Pro. They're, they're obviously got that low, slow on work at the moment. They've been on the Goop website. <laughs> Next up, Mitch, number three. Diet not working. It's time to alter the way you see food. Literally. Wear blue tinted lenses and you'll eat less, making it harder to pile on the pounds. It works because humans evolved to avoid blue food on the basis it could be moldy. Do you know, I think I've heard that thing about not liking blue food. And this is random. My wife doesn't like food that's blue. You know, when you get, you know, when you get like a cake that's blue or like icing or whatever that's blue, uh, it makes her feel a bit funny because it just looks so unnatural. So I'm going to say that that's true. You mean she doesn't like WKDs? <laughs> uh, I mean, probably not. She's probably not. She doesn't drink that often. That's the exception. I'm assuming she's probably not. But when she does, she just one. drinks WKDs. <laughs> so Mitch, are you going to say fitness fan then? You think that's real? I think it's real, yeah. Okay, here we go. Mitch, it's real. Yes. I do. I understand that thing, what you're saying there about humans evolved to avoid blue food on the basis it could be moldy. Mm-hmm. But wearing blue tinted glasses, that sounds like a bit of a stretch for me. So is it just saying that it makes all your food look a bit horrible so you don't want to eat anymore? Yeah, seems like a bit of a weak theory. That's also slightly disturbing too. Uh, anyway, number four. We're not the scientists here, Mitch. Number four. <laughs> no, it's this website. Uh, number four. Using inbuilt speakers and motion trackers, your shoes will soon guide you through sessions. The craziest features? Locking laces means you can't take them off until a calorie target has been hit, while a projector on the toe displays your workout on the wall. I don't even know how long we can string this out for, mates. This is clearly ludicrous. (laughs) (laughs) They're not even trying by question four now. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna try to drag this out. So, <laughs> so it projects from your toe onto the wall. So basically, you can't move your feet whilst you're exercising, otherwise the image on the wall is gonna look ridiculous. What an so absolute! I'm going I'm going April Fool. That's got to be a lie. Yeah, we're not even spending time on that. It is in fact an April Fool. What a ludicrous <laughs> suggestion. <laughs> Mitch, number five here might be familiar to you, so that might give you okay. a bit of a clue. Have you ever seen an out-of-shape horse? <laughs> neither, <laughs> neither has the creator of Prancer Size, a full-body equine-inspired workout that promises to be the most satisfying, <laughs> holistic, and successful fitness program one could hope to experience. Now, I already know the answer to this, but the way that was worded, I mean, that is borderline poetry. <laughs> Prancer size is it's, it's insane. It's so good. Yeah, it's I know I know that this is a thing, so it's real. Sadly, it's real. Mitch, you're absolutely right. I think we covered it in our um in our like rundown of the decade of craziest kind of exercise things. Go back and listen to that. Um it, yeah, insane. Insane what people think. But I love the way that was worded. Uh, have you ever seen an arrow shape uh, horse? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a challenge. <laughs> yeah, it does. Have you ever seen an arrow shape horse? Well, it has nothing to do with the rest of this paragraph. <laughs> <laughs> just wondering. Just wondering. Um, okay, Max, last one. Here we go. Number six. Coming hot on the skinny heels of an emerging New York trend called active dining, two new venues called Spin and Gin and Dates with Weights are due to launch in London this summer, making nights out less of a menace to your waistline. Mitch, is that April Fool or Fitness Fan? 
see, I remember we did a story a few weeks ago about a pub that had a bar in the bottom, or was it a, an exercise room that had a bar downstairs? So I'm assuming it's along the same lines of that. So I'm thinking that's got to be real. Okay, let's have a look. Mitch, it's an April Fool. Uh, Although Spin and know, it's Gin. It's not a bad idea. Spin and Gin a bad idea. is a great name. I think they should actually do that. That's a good business I idea. Know, right? Well, we could copyright it. So, Mitch, mm. you got three out of six there. Not ideal. It's not dreadful, but... Not mm. ideal. Tippers at home, let us know how you got on with that. Obviously, incredibly high-brow <laughs> quiz there. Uh, let us know if you managed to spot the April Fool. From the fitness fad. Yeah, there's only one April Fool here, Jason, and it's us. Yeah. Well, 50%. <laughs> I think I think the biggest loser here is the fitness industry. <laughs> <laughs> Which do you know what segues? Oh, what a segue! Segues. Look at that. So yeah, I'll let you introduce today. This was kind of your suggestion, and I and I really liked it. So I'm going to let you kind of intro it um, and give your slight thoughts, and then yeah, it was it's just kind of like a discussion point that we both wanted to talk about because of the current situation. So um, yeah, I'll let you go for it, mate. Yeah. So. Obviously, with the current um, circumstances in hand, um, the fitness industry is one industry that has basically been turned upside down. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of businesses that are having to adapt to this. There's some businesses that, uh, you know, due to their business model, they can't do anything at all. And there are some that are finding that. Um, with a, a few tweaks here and there, they're managing to to keep business going. And I think the fitness industry kind of falls into that area. Now, um, Mitch, you, you can speak to this. You're someone who was moving towards online personal training before the catastrophe. Um, but it certainly accelerated, shall we say, accelerated this kind of sector of uh, health and fitness. And what I was pondering, a lot of people are <clears throat> maybe uh, not necessarily doom and gloom inspired, but they're looking to the future and they're saying, which industries uh, will be changed forever because of this? And I was wondering, and this is a question for you, Mitch, do you think after this period, after everyone working out at home, after the increase of online personal training, do you think that this will change the fitness industry forever. Yeah, I think you do. I think you you worded it quite well with the fact that uh, you kind of wrote this as an article, didn't you? Was it on LinkedIn about it kind of accelerating the industry yeah. by about kind of 10 years? And I do think that that's, that does sum it up perfectly. I think this is the way that the industry was moving anyway. Uh, the rise of online personal training in the last, especially the last year has been huge. Uh, and most PTs were starting to introduce it as some sort of service of theirs. Not even if it wasn't their main income, that everyone was kind of starting to think about doing online personal training on the side. Um, and I do think now that, yeah, I do think this is going to be, it's, it's a bit of a worry, isn't it? Because when you're online, when you haven't got a gym uh, and people kind of looking at what you're doing, uh, there's going to be even less regulation than when there was people in gyms. I think that has to be a worry. But I do honestly think that the fitness industry is going to be completely different after this. And I hope and pray that that's going to be a good thing. Yeah, I think I think there's two ways of looking at it, isn't there? Like, I, we, we even said between ourselves, I think I jokingly said, after 
a week or two of working out at home, I'm all of a sudden realizing why I work out in a gym and not work out mm-hmm. at home. And I think for people who are maybe, um, shall we say, their fitness regime is based around maybe a specific uh, sport or a specific activity that requires equipment. Those people probably aren't going to change much at all. Um, But where I think the biggest impact is going to be is just the kind of people in the middle. So your average guy on the street, your your kind of mainstream Mm -hmm. fitness market. Um, And I don't necessarily think it has to be a negative thing. Now, Based on the circumstances that we have at the moment, um, there's a lot of things that are intertwined. So uh, people doing online fitness classes, um, for them, it's not just an opportunity to work out, but it's also a rare opportunity to kind of vaguely interact with people, whether that be the instructor or the other people in the class. So you do wonder that once that's removed and once we can actually touch another human being, or be within breathing distance of them. That is no longer going to be a factor. But I do think, you know, I mean, how many times do we, do we hear the things like, um, you know, getting to the gym, actually leaving your house, like taking that, um, taking that step is often the hardest step to take. And if you can, yeah, 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 yeah. if That's you can then point. remove that, so now I don't have to go to the gym because all I need to do is turn my TV on. I think for those people that that did struggle with that motivation, that's going to help them. Um, I also think for people who struggle with time, whether that be if you're a parent and you Mm -hmm. feel like you can't leave your kids on their own or if you've got a very high-pressured job or what have you, um, there's there's that opportunity there. Maybe that's something that you could do in the middle of the day very quickly rather than having to get to the gym and, and everything that's involved there. Um, yeah I did I had that exact conversation with my wife actually the other day um and she was saying because within my kind of closed community group uh that I've got I do live workouts in there three times a week and she was saying like you need to just keep these kind of home workouts up even after this period is done because as she said for people like me that don't like necessarily going to the gym that often or are quite strapped for time these home workouts are perfect so I do think that people are starting to realize that you necessarily don't have to in a gym lifting weights to keep yourself healthy it can be kind of a wide variety of different fitness methods yeah exactly and i think it's that you know there's lots of situations and there's lots of outlooks in the in the fitness industry where people try to look at solutions as like a one-size-fits-all approach like hey this thing i'm offering you this is the new this is the next big thing and then you get someone who comes along and goes well i don't like that that doesn't work for me but that's mm-hmm. not, you know, we shouldn't be aiming for perfection here. What we're looking for is is variety and, and alternatives. And so, yeah, I mean, it's not something that I would do. Um, but but it, but there are people who would never work out, but would do this. And so, I think if you can have that new alternative there, um, yeah, I think it, I think it could be something that that really opens up fitness to people who otherwise wouldn't be engaged with it. Um, I do think what you said at the beginning there about it's it must be tricky for coaches to analyze proper technique. Um, and obviously, if you're doing a very basic kind of aerobics class or body weight class, not too much of a, a priority. But I don't think it will. Yeah. I don't think it will overtake one to one PT. But I do think it's it's going to be another option yeah. there, isn't it? 
I think it will. And this is one of the criticisms that I had, like, especially when I first started up online PT. Uh, I, not many, other, in fact, I don't really know any other coaches in Edinburgh that were doing it when I first started introducing online PT when I ran my previous company. And that was one of the criticisms that I got from people when I spoke about introducing it was, oh, well, how are you going to kind of keep an eye on the form of your clients? And Agreed, there is going to be an, some sort of element of unknown. Uh, you have to accept that fact when you do online coaching. But if you do it well and you put all the practices and uh, principles in place, then you should be able to keep an eye on form pretty well. Uh, so I use online training software that's got videos and written explanations of every exercise in it so that I know that there is a good, uh, a good video there for people to copy and hopefully implement into their own technique. And then if there's any clients that are finding any exercises not clicking i get them to film them and send them over to me and then i do like a full breakdown of their technique so you just have to make sure that um you're not just giving someone a plan and going good luck enjoy it and then not having any kind of accountability there as their coach yeah exactly but i guess that already exists anyway you know if you're a gym instructor in a gym you can write someone a program and then just wind them up and let them go you know it's um yeah it is about taking uh responsibility for your clients but um and I guess, like, yeah, it's one of the reasons why I don't do exercise class teaching, like uh, pump. Uh, I'm thinking of random uh, body attack, all that kind of Les Mills stuff. I, I don't like the idea. I know there's many coaches that do love it. Um, props to you. But I don't like being in a class full of so many people that I can't keep an eye on people's form. Um, that's the bit that I feel slightly uncomfortable. Well, this about. was another thing I was going to say as well, a market that has often been mm-hmm. um, forgotten about, and that is people who hate spending time with other people, um, which I would group yeah. myself with, with that group. Now we can exercise, and we never have to interact with another human being again. So that's a win, win yeah. for us. Yeah, so and from a confidence aspect as well, like a lot of people, they sign up to personal training because they feel underconfident and lost in how they can get fit without kind of the uncertainty of being on their own in the gym, being around a load of other people on their own. And so, yeah, this does give an element of, right, you can get fit at home. No one has to see you until you build up your confidence. And then if you do then feel confident to go into a gym, you can do that. Mate, you know what the next step yeah. is? The next step is Elon Musk is going to create a, basically like the Terminator, he's going to create a, a robotic or virtual PT uh, using you as a template. And then you will make all human personal trainers obsolete. Well, there we go. So what is it going to be like an actual physical representation of me in every Yeah, like home? a hologram. Oh, the projector will be on the end of your trainers. that idea just came to me i think you should trademark it i'm not i'm the man to do it yeah it's but but personal training is an interesting one like i do like so many coaches that most coaches um didn't have kind of a big enough online personal training following to have all their income coming from it so it is a bit of a worry at the moment i know so many coaches that have pretty much lost all of their work and they are terrified about what's going to happen some of them don't qualify for any of the government schemes, grants or loans that they can apply for too. So there is just an element of kind of how many coaches will be left at the end of this, depending on how long this quarantine and self-isolation period goes. Yeah, on. I know. I know a ton of coaches like that as well, because I guess with someone like yourself and also uh, Andy, who works at Primal Gym, shout out Andy, he was mm-hmm. kind of um, at least 50-50, maybe more so, 
um, mm-hmm. starting to err on the side of online training. And so the transition wasn't nearly as bad. But if you are someone who has had zero experience in online training to then go to 100% it is a, it's a, a massive change and it may not be a change that you can can adapt with um, but I will say you know I heard there's a guy called Simon Sinek I don't know if you've heard of him but he's written a couple of great books mm-hmm. Start With Why and Leaders Eat Last I would recommend them oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I recommend okay. them to anybody and he was talking about how and it sounds a little bit sounds a little bit cutthroat but he said that this is don't see this as unprecedented times, okay? It's like lots of things happen in the lifespan of a business that are kind of do or die. And admittedly, it's mm-hmm. it's been accelerated with this situation. But um, the examples mm-hmm. he'd used was like, you know, Uber ended up putting a lot of cab drivers out of business. And it was because those cab mm-hmm. drivers failed to adapt. Um, he talks about Starbucks putting certain coffee shops out of business and it was because they failed to adapt. And you look at um, a great example I always think of is like Blockbuster Video. Like Blockbuster Video video was rendered obsolete by streaming services because they failed to adapt. Um, And so I think what a lot of coaches have to do right now is look at this as not necessarily I'm going to write this out and when we get out the other end of it, it will be business as usual. They have to see this as a chance to change how they deliver their services, how they interact with their clients, um, and, and almost view it as if the industry has changed forever, regardless of whether it does or not. So, yeah. Yeah, no, that's the exact way that I'm looking at it now. Like, this could potentially go on for many, many months. Um, so I'm now focusing my business on the fact that the gyms aren't opening again. That's all I'm kind of thinking about. So if this is the way that my business is set up for the next year, I need to find a way to make this work so that it's sustainable and my business not only survives it, but I still want it to kind of thrive as it was throughout kind of the last year or two. Um, I've had a lot of coaches messaging me kind of asking about how I got set up online. I've been trying to help as many of them as possible with little tips and advice. Um, but yeah, if you are starting out online coaching right now, it's it's quite a difficult one because it's uh, there's a lot of coaches now wanting to get into it. I've decided from now on my main revenue stream is going to be uh, getting people to pay to watch me work out on webcam. <laughs> so uh, I'll, let you, I'll let you know. And what do you mean by workout? Well, I'm leaving that ambiguous until I see how many people pay. See, this is where I should have maybe started um, encouraging the random folk that were messaging me asking for used workout underwear for money. Maybe that, that could have been like a solid income. There's still time, mate. Adapt or perish. <laughs> yeah. So up your price, Jason, or you're getting Game one on. of them. <laughs> yeah, no, it is an interesting one. And it, it's funny how we kind of see like people like Mr. Motivator coming back on our TVs, which I we are taking credit 100%. for. 100%. Just the fitness tip is taking full credit for Mr. Motivator's uh, career being rejuvenated. Um, it's it's kind of weird seeing him on TV again, and it's interesting what he's doing. Or let's put it Look, that way. I'm, all jokes aside, right? If you could track like uh, you know keywords in media, right? If you could track <laughs> the mention of Mr. Motivator, let's say six months ago, I'd be willing to bet. That it didn't exist anywhere outside of our podcast. That's all <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And have you watched any of his workouts on TV? Obviously not. 
but they, they <laughs> I, I, it's really funny I, sp- I spoke to my mum my mum phoned me she's like Mr. Motivator is on TV because obviously I and she never phones you um, she, she doesn't <laughs> I thought finally she loves me no she, so she phoned me and she's like Mr. Motivator is on TV I was like oh how is it I asked him what he's doing and she said well he's not doing very much he's <laughs> doing his best yeah, I think that is what he's doing. I think it's more for the general nostalgia uh, and and good vibes rather than the brilliant exercise advice that he's providing. But either way, I'm glad that his career is kind of coming back. And I, and I hope that he runs with this. Mitch, the main thing I'm worried about is that he might get more Instagram followers. And oh, that'd be interesting to see. Has his, has his following increased? I'm not going to lie. I haven't checked. But I want to bet it I'm, I'm going to have a look. What was it last time we looked? It was, Do you remember? It was under yours. So it was, I don't know, was it like 4,000, 3,000? Uh, I think it was 3,000 something. He's now up to 4,650. He's coming in hot. He's coming in hot. Yeah. Like his video views have jumped by a lot in the last few weeks. Like he was getting like 45 likes and stuff and like 200 views of a video. He's now up to like one and a half thousand. So I hope, I, I, mean, hope, I hope one yeah. day we have a use for all of this information we have about Mr. Motivator's <laughs> social media <laughs> metrics. As I've said in previous episodes, I, I want to get involved in this. I want to help support him. So we, and this is maybe making it more difficult for us to get him on our podcast. Yeah, I know. But I mean, now he's on television. So if anything, he's more popular than us currently. <laughs> so yeah, we'll, we'll wait till everyone forgets <laughs> about him and then we'll approach him again <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah but it's uh, the industry is a funny one right now I'm, I'm actually just like really intrigued to see what happens over the next like three to six months um i'm i'm strangely excited about it to see kind of what the industry does um yeah let's, let's wait and see i here. would like to know tippers what do you think are you people that have used kind of online classes or online PT since quarantine or were you using them previously? Has it changed how you work out? Do you see it as something that you think you might maintain beyond the lockdown? Let us know. Hit me up at Jason Pro Unicyclist. Uh, I would love to hear what you're thinking. Absolutely. Cool. So we had a few articles that we were going to chat about as well, weren't we? Um, which the first one was kind of about Mr. Motivated too. So it was, there was an article on The Guardian and it said, one press up is better than none. How Mr. Motivator and other fitness gurus stay healthy. I've got that tattooed home. on my back. So, what, one press that up is better than none? That's my philosophy of life. One press up a day keeps the doctor away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's kind of just talking about, because I know that Davina McCool has like a fitness program that she sells. Lizzie Webb, they talk about here, which I don't Love her. think I know who that is. No. Do you know who it is? Okay, she's a former presenter. Um, and then there's also Shona Virtue. She's yeah, like an online she kind of influencer. She's awesome. I actually really like her content. Um, <laughs> I, uh, oh. I like that. Good fitness content. Um yeah, but it's just kind of talking generally about about kind of the rise of 
of uh, of stay stay healthy at home fitness, which is um, something that we are now trying to uh, to channel in all of our. You community. know, I think it's quite interesting. Out of all of those people that you've mentioned there, a lot of them are, shall we say, they they peaked a while ago. Let's put it that way. Their prime years are maybe not ahead of them. Let's put it that way, which makes me wonder. I guess I mean we're maybe biased because we grew up in the 90s but it seems to me that there was a real kind of fitness trend the kind of for your for your everyday person that was very heavily intertwined with celebrity culture and Mm -hmm. i'm wondering why that was and maybe why that doesn't exist anymore maybe it's because everybody's getting into fitness now in some way shape or form or maybe it's because the rise of kind of these movie stars who are now in great shape. So it's kind of like, oh, well, if we have Davina McCall doing an exercise video, why would we do that when we can have, you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson doing it? Although, I mean, that would be a great fitness DVD, wouldn't it? I mean, I would buy that. But Davina McCall, to be fair, is in great shape. I know that she in the past has has spouted some pretty questionable fitness advice. Um, but I know that she went and did a PT course with the guys from LDN Muscle, from London Muscle, and I really like those guys' content and they talk a lot of sense. So I think since then her content's actually been pretty on point. Yeah, I was I was um, I was making more of a yeah, judgment I, on her level of fame rather than her ability to um teach fitness. Yeah, I mean she's still kind of in the limelight, isn't she? I know she was Big Brother. Is, no. is that still going? Is Big Brother still a thing? If it is, no? it's not relevant okay. anymore. Okay, I think they changed presenter as well, didn't they? Cause they moved to like channel. There you go. Five. I think you've answered your own question say. there, Mitch. <laughs> channel <laughs> yeah, five, okay. the graveyard for television shows. Yeah, no, it's quite funny, and I'm trying to search who Lizzie Webb is. I know there's probably lots of people listening to this going, "You don't I bet know there Lizzie isn't. Webb is." Um, and maybe there's not. So she presented daily exercise routine on British morning television's channel TV AM. I've even heard of the TV. TVAM. No, it was on. Was it not on like BBC One or something? It's kind of like the GMTV of BBC One. Uh Okay. So, yeah, it's like in the 80s. Um, Lizzie Webb Fitness, Mad Lizzie 1980s. So, yeah. It was was a bit before our time. The glory days when we could go outside. (laughs) Yeah. The glory time of fitness of stepping up on a step (laughs) road. When they were like rock stars. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah they were it's actually funny i was talking to uh who was it talking to yesterday i was talking to one of my online pt clients actually about how um like my mum met all of her current friends that she's got now in step aerobics classes mm. when i was a kid um and how it, i think like step aerobics was just like ingrained in society and that's why people like mr motivator were doing so well just because that fitness trend was so popular and that's yeah. just, like, all well, he did wasn't it was he just very like, much i mean my mum. i remember my mum. she used to have a, a plethora of celebrity workout videos and dvds and it was just yeah. like the next person from coronation street that released it should just get it and it's weird i guess it's not again going back to it, it's not really something you get anymore i know you get the occasional person from you know towie or whatever doing one but i mean i guess media has changed massively since then if you can get free workouts online why would you buy a dvd but um yeah i mean i guess the closest thing to that now is like your joe wicks sadly Mm -hmm. yeah he's yeah he's he's smashing it to be fair 
Um, he's doing really well. Props to him. He was actually, uh, I think it's on Saturday. Uh, it, he's just done a podcast with Russell Brand. I was listening to a little snippet of it. And it sounds you say, really good. You say it, so it, it sounds really good. I can imagine if they're both on a podcast, you wouldn't be able to tell which of them was which. <laughs> with like a really high energy Essex accent. Yeah. <laughs> that is actually true, isn't it? They don't look far yeah. off as well either. Um, that's what yeah, Joel that's Wicks true. could look I like think... in 10 years if he stops yeah. working out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but no, it's good. Like, I'm, I'm, it'd be interesting to see um, how these guys shine throughout. And as I mentioned, like, showing a virtue. Um, I quite liked her little quote in the article saying how coronavirus has impacted on her motivation to train. Um, like I feel it exactly the same as well. I've been, my motivation to exercise the last few days has been rock bottom and I am dragging myself into doing it. Um, and, she, and she said, even I'm having to use my own videos oh, to wow. motivate myself. So I just, I, no, no, that I is that the, really funny. That's the I biggest mic that. drop. Like, <laughs> Like you could just draw yeah. there, like even I'm having to use my own videos to stay motivated. I'm motivating <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, just this like weird parallel universe of like me motivating myself, just looking back. I'm going to use that routine. I, love I think that. you should. Shout out. I am my I've been own looking motivation. back at some of my old workout videos and I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, my I body would, of I work. <laughs> Yeah, but no, a good article. So yeah, I think that kind of covers everything in that that we wanted to chat about. And then we were just going to touch on, weren't we? Because there was an article a couple of weeks ago about a guy who ran a marathon on his balcony in France, which was amazing. It took him like seven hours. I think he'd run something like 46 marathons in the past. And he said that this was by far the worst because you couldn't keep momentum up. It was the worst to watch. Uh, And you... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, the views were rubbish. And you sent me an article from the Metro about a man who's run the height of Snowden using a step <laughs> in his back garden due to the coronavirus <laughs> lockdown. Which is, which is mad. How long did it I take? I don't him? know, but I, 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 I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to hold back and say too long. But um, I'm, I'm amazed at these. Like, yeah, as you said, that guy could probably run a normal marathon in, like, I don't know. I mean, I'd be totally guessing, but let's say under four hours, right? If he's that experienced and it took him seven hours. And I just love the idea that a guy was just running backwards and forwards on a little bloody balcony for seven hours. And the same with this guy in his garden, just going up and down on the step. So apparently he ran 1,345 meters on the seven steps in his garden in under two hours. The equivalent of climbing Ben Nevis in Scotland. <laughs> so that's, yeah. that's kind of impressive. He had to go up and down the steps 800 For me, it's times. just the, like, the sheer will and, like, if you know, mental fortitude that it takes to, like, I would struggle to run, like, 5K back and forth, like, run the meadows, you know. I need, I need that much of a change of yeah. scenery, never mind seven stairs in my back garden. Yeah, have you seen it? The rest of the article is great. So he completed a half marathon inside the house by running 8.25 meters from his front door to his back door 2,546 times. 
Um, and he even managed to take part in his routine Wednesday swim by having a dip in cold water in his wheelie bin. Mitch, you know when they have like big cats and they keep them in big cages and they start to like rock back and forward or like pace around? I think this is the human equivalent <laughs> yeah. of that. I mean, we need to figure out some sort of challenge like this because most of these people are now probably doing these challenges to get into newspaper oh, yeah. articles, let's be honest. So we need to we need to start thinking of something. They're not doing it for fun, challenge. that's clear. Well, didn't um, <laughs> Ross not. Edgley, shout out Ross Edgley, I mean, he'll definitely be listening. Um, he climbed, like rope climbed the, the height of Everest in his back garden, didn't he? Yes, I think he's done loads of crazy challenges like pulling a car. Yeah, but what I mean to say is in this instance, he manages to do that without leaving the comfort of his own garden. So absolutely, maybe it's our time to shine them. Yeah, because then it it sparked Jamie Alderton to do box jump Everest, didn't he? So he box jumped the height of Everest in under 20 Maybe we should box jump the height of two Everests. (laughs) In two weeks. However long it takes. Yeah, less strenuous. Um, cool. Yeah, so, and then we just thought we'd finish on a high note. Uh, there's been lots of stories about uh, kind of exercise routines. There's one in Spain where someone, uh, an exercise class teacher, was performing an exercise class from his rooftop. So balconies around could get involved. And there's a street uh, that's in, where was the street? I can't remember. It's near Chester in Frodsham. Love that place. Never heard of that. Near Chester, uh, she's uh, taking a dance class every morning uh, in the middle of her street so all of her neighbours can get involved. Uh, so big shout out to all the fitness instructors that are helping people in the neighbourhood stay fit from a socially acceptable You know what, I think that, you know, the, the kind of um, good-hearted person within me says that's amazing and it's great to see uh, communities come together and give back to each other in a time we're all struggling but what i really want to say is that would be really annoying after a while wouldn't it like some old women standing in the middle of the street <laughs> over enthusiastic full of energy getting everyone to dance i'd be like look Ken, i'll do my press-ups in my garden and i'll be done with it it's really funny you say that. did you see there was like a tweet that went viral of um there's a similar story like a woman doing uh, another dance class in a street and someone quote tweeted it and all it said was Thank God yeah. I live in a rough area. <laughs> That's brilliant. That is brilliant. No, but it's true though, isn't it? Like yeah, I, I, I have a friend who, admittedly, I'm 100% behind him here. He's a good lad. Uh, but he is he's a DJ and he set up his DJ decks in the cul-de-sac and he was taking requests and stuff. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. So I shared guy? that video. And um, obviously he was putting smiles on people's faces and stuff. But the first thing that went through my head was, what if I was in the middle of watching a film and all I could hear was him playing <laughs> I Will Survive or whatever? I would just be like, Christ, can't wait till we get out of here. But, do you know I mean? That's why I think it's quite tricky to do these mass um, congregations because you never quite know. Like, <laughs> it's obviously me like, 
yeah i mean for every person that's loving it there's probably two or yeah. three that are not loving it so it's a yeah, tricky one it's a tricky one but no all hardly behind uh people bringing the community together and uh using their skills and abilities to provide to others especially at a time like this maybe i'll start doing a dance suicides. i love how we i love how we took an article of people being positive helping communities yeah it people. makes me feel better about myself <laughs> <laughs> it gives me a justification okay, for okay. staying inside <laughs> okay <laughs> awesome so that brings us to the end of our episode so that has been episode 56 i believe i'm losing count uh, episode 56 of just the fitness ship with michael Ujoa and jason all edinburgh's number one fitness podcast and jason absolutely mate. so again i mean i'm starting to regret um centering the podcast around april fool's day considering that uh it's totally out of date and it's a bit passe but here we go i've got a tip-hop quote about (laughs) april fools specifically about april fools in the gym we all like to play some pranks on people and what better than a place with lots of heavy objects that you can seriously injure people so here we are the tip-hop quote this week uh is about april fools so here we go people think it's cool to do an april fool but there's a couple rules if you're going to be this cruel. In your box of tools is the funniest of them all. Surprise people on the treadmills and watch as they fall. Prank two, when you spot your friend for a heavy bench press, run away and leave the barbell trapped on their chest. Number three, you'll agree, electrifying the weights provides a shock to the next victim who touches the plates. Joke four, a couple more we couldn't leave out or ignore. Drop a medicine ball on their head when they're working their core. Here's the fifth. This one will win it. It only takes a minute. Switch their water bottle for another one with petrol in it. Number six will do the tricks. The face <laughs> pictures of Joe Wicks by photoshopping his face onto top of pictures of Mitch. Number seven is your lot, and I've given this lots of thought. Sneak up on Mitch when you see him practicing heavy squats. When he's on his last rep and he's giving it all his force, yell out to everyone, hey, this guy just put in his own shorts. That's my seven rules for the perfect gym-based April Fool's. <laughs> you can use you can really use some good. of them at home guys <laughs> especially once we get out of quarantine you see mitch uh doing a heavy squat number seven is for you i mean i'm not encouraging anyone to do any of those uh so <laughs> I am. All of them. no maybe don't uh, force people to drink petrol or um electrify the weights some of these are starting to be borderline home alone masochistic kind of um you know, Things. crimes, crimes. That was the word I was looking for. Cool. Okay, we'll go with that. Brilliant. No, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, this has been episode fifty-six of Just the Fitness Tip, and we will see you guys all Keep again. On